Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And now, live on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app, it's Gabe Ramirez. Three, that's a magic number. Morell going to third. He will slide. He's got a triple. What a fantastic job by Mark Grody. I wish we had like a round of applause. That was great. On the clock tomorrow, 6 o'clock, make sure you're here. So you can tune in. But here's what I want to do. Alex Kuhn producing today. Produced on the clock as well. Alex, I want to, I want to open the lines from the very beginning of the show. Because usually, you know, I do trifecta, I talk, we have a guest, whatever. But I feel like there was so much information that Mark already gave. And I feel like I haven't had an update from Bears fandoms that listen to 670 as to, like, their Justin Fields, Caleb Williams thoughts. I want the updated thoughts, you know? You gave me your thoughts. I revised them. I accept, put them in red ink. I gave it back to you. I said, hey, correct, make these corrections, and then I give you a better grade. I want to give you that better grade right now. So 312-644-6767. You're from Mark Grody for an hour. You've been listening to the guys all day today about Justin, about Caleb, about Atlanta, about Ryan Poles. What do you think? What's your latest? 312-644-6767. The trifecta. Top three stories of the day. Let's get it going. Number three. Number three is that Caitlin Clark is headed to the WNBA. I think that's, I mean, I was asking a lot of people, you know, even talked to Stacey Dales, famed Oklahoma Sooner that talks to the guys, Molly and Hall, in the mornings. I said, hey, uh, is Caitlin going to come back for her fifth year of eligibility because of NIL, or is she going to go straight to the pros? She said, absolutely, straight to the pros, no questions about it. So I thought that's really cool. Made the announcement today. There is a cut from Caitlin Clark last year. This is when they lost in the tournament. And she's talking about her legacy, but more specifically, you know, leaving her mark on the state of Iowa and the University of Iowa. Take a listen to this. I think just the biggest thing is, you know, it's really, really special. And I don't think it's going to set in for me for quite some time. Um, 
I want my legacy to be the impact that I can have on young kids and the people in the state of Iowa. And I hope I brought them a lot of joy this season. I hope this team brought them a lot of joy. I understand we came up one win short, but I think we have a lot to be proud of and a lot to celebrate. Um, and I was just that young girl, so all you have to do is dream, and you can be in moments like this. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of stuff that that's the kind of stuff that I want to hear. And I had an opportunity to talk to Beth Getz, who is the athletic director at the University of Iowa, and she spoke about the person that Caitlin Clark is outside of basketball. How amazing she is at, at the university. How everyone she makes everyone feel as though they know her, and I think that's pretty cool. I also love how you know everybody else is fan girling over Caitlin Clark for lack of better words, uh, including Kobe White. He talked about Caitlin Clark and just her ability to, to take her game to the next level. She reminds me a lot of Luca, and that in the sense of like they both can control the game so well and uh, get to their spot. She gets to any spot she wants to. Uh, she manipulates pick and roll. She knows how to use change of pace. She, you know she's she's not really fast, but she's so deceptive with the ball that that she can get past anybody, any any defender. So for me, when I was watching her, Luca came to mind. And of course, the reason why Luca and C- Caitlin Clark are both equally you know, is dangerous is because they can shoot. So you have to respect the jump shot, which is why you might not be the fastest, but you can get around someone because they got to respect your J. So they came up on you for the pump fake. All right, good luck to Caitlin Clark in the WNBA. Number two. Rebound Drummond. Who else, Drummond? And he's going to dribble it out. Ball game over. And we need to dance. We're talking dance. We're talking dance. Bulls win. Bulls win. Bulls win, 132-123, double overtime. You've got to love it. (laughs) I was actually listening to Chuck Swirsky call the game yesterday. I was putting my kids to bed, and I just had one ear in, and it was was beautiful to listen to. He does does an amazing job. Him, Bill Wennington, Alyssa Bergamini, they do a fantastic uh, job there. Bulls win, 132-123. The game, obviously, a lot closer. If you didn't watch it, a lot closer than that. Um, I'm going to talk about a little bit about it uh, after the trifecta, but it's a good win for the Bulls. You lose to the Pistons, you beat the Cleveland Cavaliers on a back-to-back. It's just the most Bulls thing you can actually do. Number one. Number one story inside the trifecta. Again, these are in no particular order, so don't be fooled by the number one. Um, But this is just... Okay, trifecta, again, top three stories in my brain, not everybody else's. And I couldn't decide between the Jerry Jones thing or the Tom Brady thing. And if you don't know what either of them are, well, just sit back and listen. Well, Tom Brady, he beat his combine time, his 40-yard dash time from back in the day, right? It was like five-point whatever it was, six, four, and then he ran like a 5.18, beat it barely. But the fact of the matter, he's 46, and he did it. That's impressive. I was still impressed. Whatever secret sauce Tom Brady's on, he should share it with the rest of the world, bro. People need to know this. And then the Jerry Jones thing is even wilder. I'm going to try to do this as quickly as possible. Jerry Jones may have a daughter out there. Did you hear about this, Alex? Alex, cool. I did not hear about this. Jerry Jones may or may not have a daughter. Okay. However, he signed some paperwork with this former flight attendant that she or her daughter may never bring up the fact that this girl may be his daughter. He gives her $375,000 up front. He gave her, like, you know, payments, annual payments, and then gave her lump sum payments when she was, like, 24, 26, and 28. And now the girl's coming out like, no, 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 I want half of, you know, when you die pretty soon, I want 
all my fair share. And so they're going to court over this whole thing and they're trying to figure out. Anyway, Google it. It's crazy. Jerry Jones, Tom Brady. Could, that's why I said I couldn't figure it out which was more crazy. I was going to say, is, is that going to affect her, that the, that NDA agreement? I hope who, not. Who cares? That's true. At that point, if it finds out. So a judge is basically trying to get him to take a test, DNA test. And then hit him and his legal team are trying to get them to throw that out. Like, no, 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 we don't want to do that. But the judge is like, hey, bro, if this is your daughter, take a test. It's 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 juicy. Jerry Jones. And but he's already given her millions of dollars. Or at least over a million dollars. So that's why it's like even more juicy. But man, I'm just saying. You guys gotta check that out. Go Google it. All right. There's your trifecta, ladies and gentlemen. That's a magic number. Right here on 670 to score. I am Gabe Ramirez, and I am broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Going to have some Billy Donovan audio and some Bateen, Bateen audio in just a little bit as well. Um, but first, I want to mention, you know, the man of the night yesterday for the Bulls game, Andre Drummond. You start the game off with two bigs. It uh, works wonders for the Bulls. Um, you know, and this one in the fourth quarter with about six minutes left, Cleveland had a 94% chance to win this game. The Bulls have been in a couple scenarios like that during this season. Um, but Andre Drummond, 20, excuse me, 17 points, 26 rebounds. He looked like a grown, he usually does just look like a grown man amongst these, you know, kids that are out there, what seems like. Andre Drummond and I are going to be face-to-face on Saturday. Interesting, right? So Saturday is the home opener for the Chicago Fire. Chicago Fire taking on FC Cincinnati. I'm the in-game host for the Chicago Fire. Did it all last year. So we are starting a brand new tradition. I don't even know if I can say it. I just left rehearsal. So while Mark Gurdy was doing On the Clock, I was coming from Soldier Field doing rehearsal for the home opener. And we're doing this new tradition is what I'll, I'll, I'll say it that. I have a feeling I could say it. It's, what's today? Thursday? Thursday? I have a feeling. Yes, I, could, I, I have a feeling I could say it. Is my boss going to get mad? Leap day, by the way, February twenty ninth. My my uncle's birthday. Rest in peace, Uncle Louis. Anyway, so we're doing this new tradition. I won't say what it is. It's really cool though, and Andre Drummond is the first one to do it. He's going to be the person doing the new tradition. So I'll be standing up next to him, kind of getting the crowd into it. You know, kind of going back and forth. So it's kind of cool. Maybe him and I can rap about this game that, that he just had twenty six boards. And then I'm going to tell his ass he needs to come on the show. Anyway, all right, so where the game got real tricky. First of all, I can't believe this game went to overtime. Wild. Then in overtime, Bulls were down four, and you definitely thought this game was over, especially when Donovan Mitchell went to the bu- bucket. And I'm going to tell you what you couldn't hear on TV, but I read his lips. Take a listen to this. Mitchell against Kobe. Three jab steps, seven on the clock. Mitchell to the rim, up and good. And a drive to the cup. Timeout, Billy Donovan. 114, 110, 26 seconds left overtime. So at that point, you know, Donovan Mitchell was mouthing, I do this. I do this. And was I'm, there another word in there? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. It was, it was, it was very much like, because he, he sunned Kobe on that little drive to the rim, right? He's just like, I'm bigger than you. I'm better than you. I went off the, you thought I was going to take another step. I just, it was just a really nice play by Donovan Mitchell. And then it, but then he's like, I do this. I did. And I, I was watching the game and I'm just like, I hate that. You know, it's just like, because he's an opposing player, so you just kind of hate it. And sure enough, as the game goes on and the Bulls send it to double OT, I don't know how they did that. It was so unreal. And then they just run away with it in overtime. Cleveland could not hit a bucket to start double OT. And the Bulls, you know, 
DeMar DeRozan was just hot. He's just hot. You can't, I mean, eventually he's just going to, he's going to cook you. And he did. Um, and, and Billy Donovan in the post game talked a little bit about that DeMar DeRozan effect. You know, I think, you know, a lot of guys, you, you take regulation where he had that opportunity and you can, you know, just being around him, you know, you can just see the wheels turn. He has a great ability to kind of even shift mentally to go to like a different level and different level of concentration and really slow things down. And uh, he kind of moves to the next thing pretty, pretty well. And, um, you know, he obviously, the three, when we were late in the clock there, early in the second overtime, you know, gave us a five-point lead. Um, I thought there was some opportunities, quite honestly. Then when he went downhill, I think in the first overtime that maybe there was contact and a couple jump shots. But he has a great ability to kind of focus and stay incredibly calm and does just, just has got incredible poise in those situations. Yeah, the three-pointer he's talking about, DeMar hits. I mean, it was just butter. At that point, he knew the game was going to be over. And then Cleveland tried kept on trying to overcompensate, shooting threes. Saw Karis LeVert did that. Donovan did that. And they just, instead of just, you know, operating the offense, and I think it kind of got the best of them in that second overtime. But what ultimately was, you know, the, 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 the X factor for the Chicago Bulls was the rebounding. DeMar had 10. Vooch had 13. Drummond had 26. Kobe with eight. The team at six in his limited play, along with, you know, Julian Phillips, he had five, just crashing the boards. Billy Donovan talked about that as well. Yeah, I mean, I think Andre, you know, what he did on the glass was just, you know, tremendous. That's what he's done, you know, for his career. Everybody knows he's an elite rebounder. Um, when he's down there, you know, I think the one thing that happens a lot of times for him is when we are big, you know, it, 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 sometimes him having to screen and roll um, is eliminated because a lot of times Vooch could be up top and he's kind of working along the baseline and he's such a great wedge rebounder. Um, that he can gen generate a lot of extra possessions for us. But I thought those two guys in particular, and we had some guards get in there, come up with some loose balls, but I thought those two guys in particular on the backboard, Vooch and Drum, did a terrific job. And that's a difficult thing to do against this Cleveland Cavaliers team. Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, two big bodies that can definitely get up there and, and grab themselves some rebound. Jared Allen, only, only four on the day. That's, that's crazy. Jared Allen? Four rebounds? I'm going to go back. I'm going to go to his. I just want to be very clear. This is his stat line. First of all, that's the lowest amount. Of, if I can go to his game log, that's got to be the lowest. In, oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. This is an impressive stat. This is lowest rebound total since November 26th. That's impressive. November 26th, his lowest rebound total since then. And he played 34 minutes. Kudos to the Chicago Bulls. Great job. I like the double big man lineup. It's, it's, it's. You have to you have to adjust to it as as the opponent. And it kind of happened out of just, you know, chance because of all the injuries, but I like it. I'm here for it. And Andre Drummond, I have a feeling Andre Drummond's gonna stay with the Bulls. Maybe I'll talk to him oh, about you it think on Saturday. So? No, <laughs> no, I don't. But it's my Homer Hart talking. Everybody loves Andre Drummond, and for good reason. And he if he wanted to stay, I mean he could get whatever. Uh, Batim was in there, and that was kind of interesting to a lot of people. I mean, he earned his minutes yesterday. If there's one reason, there was a point where you thought to yourself, you know, are they allowing this so that the legend of Batim can be created? And then I thought to myself, no, he's, he, he's playing hard. 
first of all, when you make two three-pointers in a row and you're two for two to come in the game, let them play. Nobody's gone two for two in a very long time. Let them. And Billy Donovan talked about why the team played so much. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was playing well, you know, for one. Um, I think the other thing, too, is we were elected to go with Andre um, and Vooch. You know, one of the things that happens when they're big like that is they'll move around matchups, and a lot of times they'll put a lot of size on DeMar. They'll put Mobley on or someone like that. And I think with Andre and, and Vooch in the game together, at least, you know, they're going to match up with our two bigs. And, um, you know, they obviously changed and went to a little bit more of a conventional lineup. Um, and then taking drum off the floor in that situation, I just thought with the way he was playing, he was, the you know, the most logical choice at that point in time. Again, I think he just earned his minutes more so than anything else. I'm sure if you're Dalen Terry, Julian Phillips, you're sitting on the bench, kind of the same role, should be knocking down some threes, playing some good defense. Ultimately, he earned his minutes and he ended up getting them and he played well, and I, and I loved it. And you heard Billy also mention Batim, Batim has been in these moments before, played big minutes. You heard, you know, Stacey King and Adam Amin, who did a, just a great job yesterday. Working overtime, those two guys had me excited at the, ho- at the house uh, at certain moments. Um, and Batim actually talked about the moment, being on the squad, and, and really what it meant to him. I mean, uh, I really can't describe how I really feel, but it's not about my English, even my own language, because um, I was dreaming of this moment for a really long time, and I was really trying to be ready. And my teammates really were helping me, my coaches, because um, I knew the chance was going, like, is going to come, but like you just never know when. But like you just have to be ready. We as a players, we always need to be ready physically and mentally, and I try my best to stay ready. So Batim is Turkish, and that's the other language he was discussing when he said he couldn't even do it in his own language. 24 years old, 6'6". I love, the thing in Chicago, when you hear 6'6", it just, it only, it only, there's only one thing you could think about when you hear 6'6". At least I can. Are you old enough to where that does the same thing for you, Alex? You're talking about Kobe or Michael Jordan? No, only Michael Jordan. Only Michael Jordan. 6'6". Six, six, I, I, I figured that's who you were talking about. Yeah. But okay, I got to pay respects to Kobe whenever I can to. Like, Rest like, in peace. Like I said, R.P. Kobe's, but I got I to gotta, I gotta see. You know, I got to check the audience every now and then, you know, the age gaps. Were there some listings that had MJ 6'5", though? No, nah, Papa. Okay, so he's always 6'6". Six, 6'6", six. Six, six. shooting guard. From North Carolina, number 23, Michael Jordan. That's I should have known, my bad. That's some respect and love right there. <laughs> Doing that for Michael Jordan on the thing. All right, uh, he had a great game. I hope we see more of them. Bulls need to allow, you know, they're allowing the young guys to play. And here's another thing I want to say on, on the way out here. Before we get to Cassie Carlson, Mike, uh, co-host on Bears Unleashed on Fox 32. The Bulls are an exciting product. I know, it sucks. It's not the best product. But it is exciting. The United Center yesterday was rocking. And you could see it from home. People on their feet. It was as if they were cheering for like game six elimination. It was unreal. And, you know, we talk about a lot about, you know, Jerry Reinsdorf and, you know, 
wanting to have teams that can compete but not necessarily win anything. And I mean, and this being the epitome of it with a DeMar DeRozan, a Vooch, and some good guys around them that, like, you can win. You can lose to the Detroit Pistons. But the next night, you can also be a team that is going to be playing deep into the playoffs without your whole squad. And so, and and you can be down 10 and and be up. They were Bulls were up a point with like four minutes left. And then you could go back down four and then come back with 20 seconds left and then pull away by, like the Bulls are capable of that. And that's what makes them exciting. I know we hate it. I know we, we, we hate the fact that the Bulls aren't going to compete at the highest level in a seven-game series against the elite teams in the NBA. Pero Diablo, brother. I mean, they are exciting. But team? Are you kidding me? And they're likable. Extremely. They're likable. They're Kobe, fun. My but- daughter, sorry about that. My daughter is two. We have a ba- basket in her house. My dad came over this last weekend. She shoots the ball and she goes, Kobe. And my dad goes, damn, she knows Kobe, right? I said, no, Pa, she wants she watches the Bulls games with me, and she's, she's about Kobe yelling White. Kobe White. Crazy. So, again, I know we don't love necessarily where they are at, but they are excited. I just think the dinner theater analogy is so oh, perfect. Oh, Danny Parker. It's, it is. It's so perfect. It's, it's like you're going to see yeah. a rock movie but it with is. featuring The Rock, and you're like, but this is. is not going to win an Oscar, but, but if it I went could to the be game, entertaining. If I was at the game yesterday with my kids or my friends or my whoever, that is going to be a core memory where the Bulls go into double overtime and win that game. It is amazing. All right. Uh, when we come back, we get to chat with Cassie Carlson, Fox 32's very own. Cassie, myself, Aunt Heron, we do Bears Unleashed together Fridays and Saturdays night, nights on Fox 32. She is at the Combine right now. What is she hearing? What are these conversations that are off the record? Can we get a little update on? But more importantly, What other teams are pushing harder than others? That is what I'm most curious about. Cassie Carlson from Fox 32 joins us after the break. It's Gabriel. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela 
is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Ramirez here on 670 The Score. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Ryan Poles is really stressed figuring out the human being when it comes to all these draft prospects. You get those 15 minutes to sit down with them face-to-face. What kind of questions do you ask them to try to glean as much information initially? Yeah, it's tough to do in 15 minutes, as we as we both know, but I think one of the first things that we do is our scouts come in and they'll ask a couple questions just to follow up some information that we may not have gotten at the school um, or all-star games. And then our coaches really take the reins from there and uh, try to get to know them um, on a personal level, how they would teach in the classroom, um, their coaching style, uh, to see about their football intelligence, uh, their aptitude, those sorts of things. And then if we have extra questions or need to follow up on some things, we'll uh, bring them into Chicago. Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. That was Ian Cunningham with our next guest right there, just talking about those 15 minutes, and they are key 15 minutes. And hopefully they're not telling the kids when they walk in the door, like, be humble. Sit down. Because <laughs> we're about to start talking. Uh, this is my, my music radio jokes right there, guys. All right, our next guest hanging out with us right now on the Circus Sports Illinois Hotline, Cassie Carlson. Download that Circus Sports app today. Of course, you can hear her on Fox 32. She's their sports anchor. And then, of course, Bears Unleashed as well. But for the last couple of days, she's been in Indianapolis covering the combine. Cassie, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? You know, Be humble. Yeah, yeah, yes. Don't sit down, though. Keep dancing. Um, Ian Cunningham, Cass, when you were speaking with him, and how believable was that, right? Like 15 minutes, the fact that they're going to be able to be able to, you know, pick apart somebody's personality or get a first, you know, like they were calling it a first date, so to speak. Like, How, how confident are you in that? Well, I think that they've done a ton of work before sitting down with them face-to-face for those 15 minutes. And obviously everyone wants to know, oh, what what is that going to be like with Caleb Williams when they get that FaceTime for the first time? But realistically, they've been talking to Caleb Williams coaches at USC for a long time leading up to this point. So they already have a good idea on who he is as a teammate, who he is as a football player, what he's like in the building, in the locker room. And so I think it's just more figuring out how much he loves football, right? That's the huge question when it comes to Caleb Williams. Does he really love football? Does he really love the game? Is he going to be, comparing him to Justin Fields, the first player in the building and the last to leave? Those are all the characteristics they're trying to figure out right now. And I also think it kind of matters, like if someone is a little bit uptight in those meetings or are they loose and confident? Because we heard um, from Josh Lucas when they were going through that process with Patrick Mahomes that he was a little bit uptight throughout his interviews and his 30 visit and that played a part and why they didn't draft him. So I just think um, they've done a lot of work already. So getting the 15 minutes is just kind of another reference point of what direction they want to go in as they move out into the next step from the combine to those 30 visits going to their pro days and getting more time with them one-on-one. Talking to Fox 32's Cassie Carlson here on 670. The score, Gabe Ramirez with you. So what did you make of Caleb Williams' first comments? Because he did seem as though he loved the game and, wants to be that elite one-of-one quarterback. 
did it seem believable to you? Did, did his words seem believable? Uh, yeah, and I think it was smart on his part to kind of smooth everything over before talking to the media tomorrow morning because it seems like coming into the combine, we all had this kind of negative connotation of the kind of person he was off the field and what his character might be. But actually talking to a lot of the reporters who have been around him in California um, have been following college football much more seriously than we have covering the Bears. Say there really are no questions when it comes to Caleb Williams. We tend to all focus in on that Notre Dame game that he played because there's a huge Notre Dame contingency in Chicago. We were all watching that nationally televised game. That was hands down his worst game he has played in his college career. Um, and then we focus on the going into the stands and crying to his parents, the painting the nails with the message to the other team. I'm trying to think of other things of the NIL money him driving for a Ferrari around Los Angeles, living in a penthouse, things like that. And we all kind of latch onto that. And I think that maybe in some ways that is a little bit unfair, but every single person that I've talked to was talking to Albert Breer earlier today said Caleb Williams is an excellent teammate. He's an excellent um, player in terms of coaches working with him. He's, he's nice to the people around him, the support staff in the building, all those things that kind of matter when you look at the human being and the player as a whole. He said there should really be no questions, especially when sitting down and talking to the Bears. He hadn't heard anything in particular about how that went specifically, but he said there really should be no concerns that the Bears would walk out of that meeting questioning his character because Caleb Williams gets it. He is really the first NIL quarterback that we have ever seen making millions of dollars. He has things going on outside, like his dad, who is sending messages about wanting ownership in certain teams and things like that. He says he gets the full picture, though. He knows how to compartmentalize all those things. So really, he, people don't believe there should be questions or concerns when it comes to Caleb Williams. And I don't think there should be either, Cassie. I mean, when you're looking at the kid, I mean, granted, I, I think what happens a lot of times is you have, like, older people kind of clowning the way the younger generation carries themselves. And, and looking at a guy like Caleb Williams, you know, who is a bit more emotional, who does paint his nails, but it's like, I try to say it on this radio station, Cass. I'm like, hey, that's what 23-year-old men are doing now. They're very, you know, they're wearing whatever. They're wearing dresses like Caleb is in GQ. They're, you know, doing, like, this is just, this is what they do now, right? They're being told in elementary school to, you know, share their feelings, to do that. And then you mentioned his generosity. You know, Brendan Rice was quoted saying, you know, I saw him give uh, a pair of Beats headphones to a custodian and say, hey, man, thank you for your hard work. Thank you for everything you do. Like, a guy that does that, you know, is, is a nice guy. So I don't think that should be the concern. But how are you going to feel, Cassie, if week one, Bears unleashed, you're opening the show, and you're explaining that Caleb Williams is the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears? Well, I think there should be excitement, right? Like, everyone is saying that the gap between him and the next crop of quarterbacks, which would be Drake May, Jaden Daniels, um, then I think you're looking at J.J. McCarthy, whose stock is going up. Like, the gap is pretty significant. So, and I know there's maybe people now saying, I heard Dan Orlovsky say it on ESPN, that the Bears should draft Jaden Daniels number one overall. But from every single scout, um, and talking to Rick Spielman, a former GM today, he was saying that Caleb Williams is by far the best talent out of that quarterback group. So Ryan Poles has a decision to make. He's had the, the first pick back-to-back years. You don't get that too often, especially with this one being that they didn't have the worst record in the NFL this season. He's like, you got to kind of simplify things and just take the best prospect available. And every single person for the most part has said that is Caleb Williams. And I thought there was an interesting comment from the Bills GM who was being asked about when he took Josh Allen. And there was some criticism in that 
draft choice too. And he said, if Josh Allen works out great, if it doesn't, the GM's not going to be there. So why wouldn't you take that risk? That's kind of how I'm starting to feel about Ryan Fultz. Like, now, why are you going to pass up on that opportunity? And we throw around the generational talent, and maybe we throw that around a little bit too much, but every single person has said that, yes, this guy is likely a generational talent. Um, simplify the choice. Ryan Fultz obviously has a ton of stress and weight on his shoulders withholding that pick, but simplify it. He's the best prospect available. She is Cassie Carlson from Fox 32 here in Chicago. I am Gabe Ramirez. You're listening to 670, the score. So, I mean, that leads us to the other quarterback, right, Cass? The guy we've been talking about for a couple years now, and that is Justin Fields. And it's interesting because, you know, it's not like we're just throwing him to the curb and he's like a bag of trash and no one's going to pick him up. No, other teams are driving through our alleys ready to grab a Justin Fields. Now, in your mind, you know, we've seen him play. Why do you think teams are just so anxious to get him? Is it because of, you know, the talent at the quarterback position around the NFL and people just want an upgrade? Or is it that you genuinely feel the teams are saying, hey, Justin Fields can be that one-of-one star and we're waiting to get our hands on them? I think that Justin Fields has shown signs of improvement. Um, His athleticism will always jump off the charts to even to Bears fans. I think that's why they love him so much and why this is such a polarizing pick this year. Um, And I think other teams see that as well. And I think that's part of the reason why you're seeing the Atlanta Falcons kind of become what seems to be the front runner to trade for Justin Fields, because you look at their team as a whole and they have weapons that are already on their offense. They just never had a quarterback. And then you pair that with the fact that they had a top 10 defense. So adding someone like Justin Fields would make sense for that. And they're also not tied to him forever. And so um, I think people see also that, he has potential. We all talk about it in Chicago. He didn't come into the most fair situation. Um, I don't know if he ever was paired with the right offensive coordinator or the right person to develop him fully. Um, I don't think he got a fair start with when he had that first NFL start that probably jaded him for the rest of his NFL career here in Chicago. So I think a fresh start would actually be good for Justin Fields. I'm a Justin Fields fan myself. Like I, I, I respect the kid. I think he's a great athlete. I just don't think like it's ever going to happen in Chicago. I do believe that it can happen somewhere else. And then the Falcons head coach Raheem Morris comes out and says, when they're looking at a quarterback, they're going to look to pair them with someone who's a good fit for the team, a good fit for the coach, and a good fit for the city. And everyone clasped onto that last day because he's obviously from Atlanta. That's his hometown. So I think a lot of people think that would make sense. Um, and that's obviously kind of been building steam here over the last week. Um, I, I think Justin Fields is, is an extreme talent. I just don't think it's going to happen in Chicago. I think he needs a fresh start somewhere else. Cass, you're at the Combine in Indianapolis. And I know that, you know, it's, we, we can assume that there's, like, tight lips on everything, but, you know, people are chatting. The reporters, the, the you know, people there, the cameramen. I mean, people that are setting up. Everyone has an opinion about what's going on in the NFL. Are there certain narratives that are a bit louder than, than others, that people are, are chatting a little bit more than anything else? Uh, just, or sorry, Caleb Williams and the Bears is the number one thing really? people are talking about <laughs> at the Combine. Like, everywhere you go, everyone has an opinion. But it's been interesting to see how the narrative has changed over since the start of Monday when everyone really got down to Indianapolis. Because, And I really do think it was partly because of Ryan Poles' comments where he said he wanted to do right by Justin Fields if they traded him. Mm. There's obviously 100 different scenarios, but he would also like that to be decided before the start of the new year, which is just two weeks away now. So I think that really um, kind of sped things up in terms of what they're probably going to do 
over the next few weeks, obviously, and those discussions are just going to keep happening uh, as we wind down at the combine through the rest of the week. Um, but everywhere, everywhere you go, everyone wants to know about Caleb Williams, and they want to know about what the Bears are going to do. And I know Matt Eberflus's comments about what they want to have as a quarterback and kind of the quarterback wiring oh, yeah. kind of led people to believe, like, he started mentioning the fourth quarter, late-game situations, winning teams have – or winning quarterbacks, and you kind of piece things together, and you're like, I know he likes Justin Fields, but we never saw that consistently yeah. from Justin Fields. So you're taking little bits of everything people say and you're trying to analyze, oh, what does that mean? But I, I felt like Ryan Poles was – he was way more honest than I anticipated him being when he stepped in front of the Chicago media on Tuesday morning. And for, in every other interview that we've heard him do, he's kind of had that same message where they want to do right by Justin Fields. This decision has nothing really to do with Justin Fields. At the end of the day, Ryan Poles' team did not draft him. It makes sense to reset the quarterback clock and bring in a, a young quarterback. Um, so I, everyone just wants to know what they're going to do and when this will happen. And it all seems like it's going to happen sooner rather than later. That was going to be my last question before I let you go, Cass. I, I, it seems as though everyone is anticipating a move happening quickly. And for me, that, that seems odd because, you know, free agency isn't here. A draft still. I mean, like, that seems odd to me. But that are those the rumblings that you're hearing over there as well? Yeah, definitely. Before March 13th is what everyone is thinking because wow. free agents do want to know like who their quarterback's going to be. We know that the Bears could use a center. Does a veteran center want to work with Justin Fields? Does he want to work with a rookie quarterback? We don't know. They could be in the market potentially for another wide receiver. I'm sure they would want to know who's going to be throwing to them. So I think that all makes sense. Um, so everyone that I've talked to said, yeah, anticipate this to happen. Maybe not this week, but definitely um, I think it, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened next week. You also just referenced back to last year when Ryan Poles made the trade with the Panthers and it happened the Friday after and the week after the combine. So um, I think that seems like the most likely scenario. Um, I know people – we're saying, hey, I, I think a lot of people thought maybe this would happen the next two days. Um, but I think Ryan pulls his message, and when he said that they want to get it done quick and that they're also uh, wanting to do right by Justin Fields, was kind of a message to other teams like, hey, come with your best offer. Yeah, yeah, and I loved hearing that. But I, I do love his honesty because he has been that way from the beginning, whether he's talking about mm-hmm. Chase Claypool or anything for that matter. So I think I'm glad that he's staying on brand. Cast. You've been doing a fantastic job. I've been following you on Twitter. I love everything you're posting up. Keep killing the girl, and I'll talk to you again soon, okay? Thanks, Gabe. Appreciate you. Of course. Cassie Carlson from Fox 32 right here in Chicago. Make sure you follow her on X. She's down there at the Combine right now. She can give you all the lowdown along with Mark Rode. You know, you got to follow multiple people so you can get, you know, maybe Mark's on the south end and Cassie's on the north end. They got different information. You never know. You might want to go ahead and tackle that as well. All right. Um, I want to play some our audio from the defensive end, speaking of the combine, uh, that have been there. One in particular just ran a hell of a 40-yard dash. I'll tell you which DE the Bears might look at instead of trying to sign one in free agency. Who is he? And what time did he run? I'll let you know after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. I didn't know that Jared Versch would run again. He must want to try and get down the four fives. I might have posted that four six and been good there it is you know every one hundredth of a second hey now Gabe Ramirez on 670 the score fantastic job by Alex Kuhn 
with the production today. That was Jared Verse running his second 40-yard dash. Jared Verse out of Florida State, one of the top-rated defensive ends in this year's upcoming draft. And I thought it was interesting that he had ran a 4-6 already. And the guy mentioned, you know, every you know hundredth of a second matters, and it's true. Every tenth of a second, every hundredth of a second matters when you're running that 40. Because a 4-6, I'll tell you right now, Xavier Thomas from Clemson ran a 4-6. When you're seeing it up against Jarrett versus 4-5-8, even though it's only four tenths, you know, a tenth of a second, four hundredths of a second away, you still look at it and are impressed by Jarrett verse. And when you watch it, you're even more impressed. He talked to the media, as did a ton of defensive ends today, and he talked about what separates himself from everyone. I have respect for everyone in this class. All these guys are hardworking guys. I don't feel like there's anything athletic that separates me from them. There's dudes out here that are fast. There's dudes out here that are strong. I think the only thing that I have over all these guys that all you know that I had to earn was my hardworking ability. Being at Albany is something that you know made me get that. Only having one offer out of high school is something that you know, forced me to have that ability. Why were you overlooked coming out? And I was undersized out of high school. There was no doubting that I was 200 pounds. You know, six three. I was in the you know, some monstrous force, you know, I couldn't, you know, if you looked at me in high school, looked at me today, you would probably be like, what the, you know? <laughs> so, you know, I was definitely small, but during, you know, COVID, I took over, I took my full advantage, took advantage of the time I had off and just worked out. That's all I did. Jared Verse talking about, what a great follow-up question. Why did you feel like you were under-recruited? Well, I was 6'3 and 200 pounds. Right now, he's 6'4, 260. Goddamn. 6'4, 260, and you ran a 4'5, 840? I always think about that, you know, four or five. You run a four or five and you're six, four, two, sixty. I cannot outrun you even like in my, on my best day. Yeah, it's like also an average cheetah wide receiver <laughs> right, time for a lot of guys. Like, oh, my God. Anyway, uh, a lot of a lot, a lot of things. I love I love how he spoke. You know, he seemed like he had a good character. That'll be interesting to see what Bears do at number nine. If all three receivers. A lot of those under recruited guys are dogs, Gabe. Stop it. They come They come in with a chip on their shoulder. I'm just they, telling they you. They do. They do. But sometimes you want a dog from the beginning. I'm an alpha from, True. from, from day one. And I want True. him to, to beat me to the But Sometimes promise. you can add on 60 pounds in the course of a few years. Shout out to the uh, training staff over there for doing that. All right. Uh, coming up next, there is a possibility that the Bears end up with an eighth pick in the draft via the Atlanta Falcons. Maybe a little Justin Fields included in that. Chris Domino from Atlanta Radio, 680 The Fan, 610 The Fan, 680 The Fan? Yeah, 680 The Fan. Going to be hanging out with us next. Give us the update, his thoughts on Raheem Morris, what direction he feels Atlanta is going in, and is the number eight pick on the table. We'll talk to Chris Domino next. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.